everyone to the Xamarin Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest and greatest in Xamarin development. I'm James Montemagno. And I'm Pierce Bogan. What I do, Pierce, is I edit all of our podcasts. Well, not the Xamarin Podcast, but I have Coffeehouse Blunders and I have Merge Conflict. And when I edit those, I use Audacity because it's like the only tool that is always worked and it's always been around forever and i found my new favorite feature which is to truncate silence if it's more than 0.4 seconds and cut it to 0.2 seconds it's really great you gotta give it that a try great. maybe it'll be a delight a for thing. our listeners wow that's amazing yeah i mean knowing me i have a ton of uh ton of pauses so that would be super helpful for that but i didn't even know that feature existed audacity is freaking amazing I use it for our po- editing the Xamarin podcast too and have since I think the Xamarin po- podcast started in like 2012 or 2013. And I mean, it's, it's slow and steady. It's always there for me. It's never let me down. It's, it's never let me down. It continues to work and edit audio. So if you need to edit audio, Audacity. It's available everywhere. It's great. Who doesn't love that? You know what else is also available everywhere, Pierce? What? A brand new update of 15.4. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Brand new uh, updates across the board, which I'm sure we will cover. Yeah. I. You know, we talked a little bit. Was the was the release? I think the release had just peeked its head out for the last podcast of Visual. This is the full name. Visual Studio 2017 version 15.4 preview one. Yep. Preview so um, at the beginning or at, when we released the last podcast, 15.4 preview one had just come out. And uh, as of recording this today, 15.4 preview two has come out. Um, so there's some new goodies in there, which we'll talk about later. But one of the things that I am really excited about that has just happened as well is there has been a blog and I've opened it and it is amazing. And it is about all the brand new stuff in the new Xamarin Live Player. So what's happening with the Live Player, James? Yeah, so this actually correlated side-by-side release of 15.4 Preview 1 because um, there's some new functionality in there. But we've been working extremely hard, um, a team over here on the Live Player, to read, kind of take feedback from the first run experience of the Live Player. And kind of what we heard over time was that, you know, you had the Live Player and... Once you had it, you didn't really know necessarily 100% what to do with it, or it didn't really guide you enough. It didn't give you enough information as far as what is happening. So we peeled back everything to the beginning, essentially, and I, I rewrote the entire user interface to streamline it. So now what happens is users... When they download the live player, um, this one is currently available in stable. So just normal Google Play for Android and then the alpha program via test flight for iOS. And it'll walk you and guide you through the setup steps of actually setting up the live player. So it'll tell you you need to be on Wi-Fi, you need to install Visual Studio Preview, you need to um, scan the QR code to pair it, and then the different modes, right? So you kind of know that you can hit the debug button and debug your app. But more importantly, on any view, you can just kind of actually click through the menus and say live run this view so you can edit the view in real time. So what's cool is that um, uh, now when you enable the live player, so you go into options now, you enable it, you'll see this brand new user interface in the iOS and Android application. And you'll even see a status of your pairing status with Visual Studio. So once you're paired, the app's open. If you close Visual Studio, if you open another instance, back and forth of it, which is really nice. And you'll get nice notifications of what's going on in the actual live player. And it's a a lot more reactive 
active. So once you scan the QR code, it goes away, or if you have to manually enter it, it goes away. It knows the communication between the two a lot more streamlined. And then in the settings menu, it's all super simplified. There's a connection test, there's ways of leaving feedback, there's logs um, inside of it and settings. So it's really nice and streamlined. And I even wrote, uh, made a little video essentially of how to get started and what it looks like uh, for iOS and Android. So some nice little goodies in there. I call it preview two of the live of uh, a live player. Um, so I really encourage everyone to sign up and and remember, I think a lot of people um, a little worried about installing Visual Studio 2017 preview like they install side by side Visual Studio 2017. So like I have been running two versions of Visual Studio, both the stable and the preview, and I've had absolutely no issues with my normal development whatsoever at all because they're sandbox. Think of it like a device where apps are sandbox between each other. So um, give it a try. Yeah, for sure. And uh, one of the other cool things I really like about the live player is I think a lot of people with the live player, they just conflate it to the ability to kind of debug your app on in within the live player, which is really Really cool but there's also live run current view right so i can get the live updates to the xaml as i'm typing and i can kind of use it as a design tool as well um so i in my opinion in my opinion even if you feel like maybe your app's outgrown the xamarin live player the live run current view mode is a great option which should be utilized for building out um your xaml uis because i mean that'll work no matter what and you can just you know live run and as you type the the xaml shows up and james has a great demo in this blog post of how he's adding a grid and he's changing the colors and it's updating instantaneously as he's typing. Um, and for me, that's how I'm building my UIs now with form. Um, I'm not using a preview or anything like that. I'm not just editing the source. I'm pairing up my phone with Visual Studio Preview. I'm firing up the Xamarin Live Player. I'm pairing my device and I'm actually building out my UI and I'm seeing what it looks like as I type and cutting down on that that build debug uh, test cycle, which is just so bad. Um, but this makes it so easy. And I think that people kind of forget that that mode exists. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that I think with the live run current view, it even works with Xamarin forms embedding too. So like even mo most of your app may be in, um, you know, z z native Xamarin UI, but then you might have one or two screens that are uh, Xamarin forms. So it even works there. So you can actually start modifying it around, which is like actually super cool um, when you think about it. So uh, definitely give it a try. Give it, give me some feedback. We have the forums going and we're going to have a lot more optimizations as 15.4 continues to roll out. So you'll see some nice new updates in the, in the new previews. So I'm super excited about it. That's not the only thing changing though, Pierce, around Xamarin. Uh, quite a bit of big community and uh, product shakeups, shake I will say, um, this past two weeks. And first one was with Xamarin University. And if you read this blog post, Pierce, you may not get the full, if you read the title, okay, of the Xamarin University blog post, you may not get the full impact of what this means. The blog post was called Introducing the Xamarin Certified Mobile Professional Bat. And, you know, Xamarin University, we've always had a certification program and I'm a certified developer. Are you a certified developer? I'm a certified developer. Yeah, I figured after creating 70 apps, I could finally get certified after six. Um, I did this. I love Xamarin University. And people don't know what Xamarin University is. It's a live interactive training um, with Xamarin University professor, professors where you can learn just even C sharp and F sharp and um, of course, learn all the basics of iOS, Android, really advanced stuff, Xamarin forms and become a certified mobile developer. Now, we've had this awesome thing that I've been telling 
everyone about forever, which is self-guided training, which gave you a bunch of free classes that you could take offline. And those classes you took applied towards the credit if you signed up for the paid program. But now what they've actually done is they've made it so there's two types of badges. There's one that anyone can get without paying any money, which is the mobile professional, which um, essentially is now the self-guided, but it's, let's see, one, two, three, 11 classes, um, 11, yeah, nope, 13 classes. If I can count, it's early in the morning here, Pierce. 13 classes, completely free, and you can get this badge that you've achieved after taking a professional certification exam. If you wanna take it to the next level and get the next level of certification, then you can sign up for the paid program of Xamarin University to get the advanced training. But this will give you kind of from zero to, you know, level 200, level 300 classes to get a full badge of the self-guided learning, which is so cool. I mean, if I could imagine going back six years to have this type of training, to have that type of badge on my actual resume, um, building applications, uh, I think it's super cool. And I think that's maybe people, you know, coming in didn't realize that about this actual blog post, but it's pretty flipping cool. Yeah. And I mean, this is an easy way to say, hey, I'm <laughs> I'm a real Xamarin developer. I can build Xamarin apps. Uh, that's a great way to add something to your resume that's not just, um, it's not just, you know, your GitHub and stuff like that. You can have an actual certification you can throw on there and say, yeah, Xamarin has their stamp of approval on me as a developer. And that's pretty cool. And you mentioned the self-guided learning. Um, and they've they've also done some updates with that, which is pretty cool. And they've, they've redesigned the entire self-guided learning portal. And the self-guided learning is the free uh, at go at your own pace learning, um, completely free, available to everyone. And they went ahead and they already had some basic courses on there with like intro to Xamarin iOS, Android, and getting you started building your UIs. And people always ask like, how can I get started with Xamarin development? Well, I always tell them self-guided learning is a great place to start. Even if you don't want to go for like the full ZamU thing, um, Xamarin University thing, the self-guided learning is great because it gives you a foundation from which you can build. So it's going to teach you the absolute basics. And then you can, once you have those, you can actually go out into the world. Otherwise, I think sometimes it's a little scary when you file new and you have all this stuff there and you're like, what is happening here? I, I just don't know. The self-guided learning is going to give you a foundation. You can build on that. Um, and so they've also added six new courses to the self-guided learning uh, portal, including topics like Azure, UWP, and publishing your app. Um, so that's pretty cool. And then in addition, uh, just as a reminder, they also, if you want to go the full route of... Uh, of the Xamarin University certification, which James mentioned as well, they have monthly pricing now available as well, whereas before it was just a flat yearly rate. So um, great, great updates there. But I'm also very excited, James, very, very excited. I love my MVPs. I love all the MVPs. I love MVPs, whether they're Xamarin MVPs, Microsoft MVPs, doesn't matter. I love all my MVPs. They're amazing. Uh, they're what make the Xamarin community tick. They drive all the community engagement. It's actually really really amazing they're blogging they're giving you know technical presentations they're doing they're doing podcasts we got um gone mobile podcast we have all these awesome things happening in our community and we have the xamarin mvp program and the microsoft mvp program but i understand that there's been some news surrounding these two programs is that correct jane yeah that's correct i mean it was kind of a long time coming to merge these two different programs together so i used to be a microsoft mvp before joining microsoft and Funnily enough, the reason I actually joined Xamarin four years ago is because when they reached out to me, they were like, we're, you know, we're, there's this, um, 
evangelism thing, but I didn't really read the email very well. So I actually thought that, that they were talking about this MVP program that they had just launched because I was doing a lot of blog posting. And what I really didn't realize is that they were actually asking me to come interview and not to become an MVP. So I was hoping that I would become an MVP, but then I joined Xamarin, uh, which is great. And I become a Microsoft MVP. And then what's cool about this is that a lot of our Xamarin MVPs were already Microsoft MVPs or some of them vice versa. Obviously, some Microsoft MVPs became Xamarin MVPs as well. So the the programs themselves had the what all of the MVPs got specifically and, you know, kind of came together over time with Xamarin University and different things like that. Um, the badges are kind of similar in a way, um, which is kind of cool. And what I like about this is that Microsoft, we've we have a category under I think it's Visual Studio Tools, and that contains all of the different sort of development tools, including Xamarin. So what's nice here is that all of the Xamarin MVPs are now Microsoft MVPs, you know, the Xamarin MVP program will, will go away at this point. And it's just the Microsoft MVP because it makes sense. We're Microsoft, right? And, and you can become a Microsoft MVP with a specialty in Xamarin. And that way, as the MVP program continues to evolve, kind of everyone in the community is together, driving focus towards all of our products. And what I love here is that a lot of our MVPs are doing all sorts of different work that they can get awarded for. So maybe they're doing stuff with Cosmos DB or with Azure or with functions or even just desktop development, you know, all sorts of different developments. So now they'll get awarded for not only their Xamarin contributions, but they'll also get rewarded and um, for anything else they're doing in the Microsoft e ecosystem, uh, which is super rad. So uh, it's really awesome. You can actually read about the MVP updates and the different sections um, that they have in the contribution areas, because there's so much here at Microsoft that literally anyone can um, start contributing to. So Xamarin is, you know, first class right in there, um, you know, so if you're doing Xamarin work or Unity or extensions, which I think a lot of this kind of rolls together, right? So like as a Xamarin developer, I'm creating extensions, I'm creating libraries, I'm creating stuff for UWP, I'm you know doing Azure work, I'm just contributing to .NET. So it kind of makes sense to, to bring everything together. So super excited about it. Yeah, that's very exciting. And congratulations to all of our MVPs on uh, becoming Microsoft MVPs. Very exciting. Um, and also is exciting. That's how you do a professional transition, James. Um, <laughs> also very exciting is uh, .NET Standard 2.0. Um, and we talked a little bit about that in our last podcast. And if you don't know what .NET Standard is, basically, it's amazing. So it's a bunch of APIs. You have a library and you have a bunch of APIs and you can share these across all these different platforms without having to worry that if I'm using an API in my library, it's not going to be supported on a particular platform. So before maybe this is somewhat synonymous with like a portable class library concept where I have the expectation that any code I write for this particular PCL is going to be available on all these platforms. But that had had a lot of problems in that there was a ridiculous number of profiles um, that were very confusing and there was a whole bunch of different configurations and they weren't compatible with each other and there were there just weren't as many APIs available. Um, and so .NET standard came around and it added a whole bunch of new APIs. Um, and then just going from .NET standard 1.6 to uh, 2.0, there's 20,000 new APIs for developers. Um, and so basically, if you are if you have PCLs right now, it, it might be good to look at .NET standard 2.0. If you're writing um, if you're writing a new app, it's definitely probably 
best to start with .NET Standard. .NET Standard is amazing. You're not going to have all these weird issues you were having before with targeting PCLs and that sort of thing. And we, we talked a little bit more about it last week, but as of um, our 15.4 preview one, I believe, um, we ha- now have preview support for .NET Standard 2.0 libraries with Xamarin iOS, um, Xamarin Android, Xamarin Mac, and Mono, which is pretty awesome as well. Um, and so you'll see that coming down the uh, the pipeline for Visual Studio version 15.4. And uh, when that goes to stable, then the .NET standard support for Xamarin will also be stable at that time. Yeah, it's um it's pretty rad. I'm really excited for 15.4. I've been using it for a while since since it came out. So um, I like this because, you know, even if you're developing with 1.6, there's a lot of APIs. 2.0 is coming kind of forward. And what's nice there is that by the time, you know, 15.4 and UWP all come out of 15.4, because that's where the UWP.NET standard 2.0 support comes out too, you're going to be able to easily create a .NET standard library just to share between all of your projects um, as it comes out. And I think over time, we'll update all the, the you know, it'll become the standard that you'll see in our templates and, and everything like that, that, um, that you start seeing. So that's kind of really super cool. And you'll see more and more .NET standards. So it's a good time to just learn too. Inside this blog that I wrote that you'll see in the show notes, um, you'll also... Um, you'll also see a video from on.net, which is on channel nine, which is super rad, that um, really covers everything in .net standard 100%. So it's with Rich Landard and Emo uh, from the .net team. And what's super nice is that you can essentially um, see exactly what .NET Standard is all about uh, from the experts themselves. So even better than Pierce and I can explain probably. <laughs> Definitely better than I can but explain. A, yeah. But the expert, the man, the master himself, Charles Petzold, is about to do a webinar, which I'm super crazy excited about, all on Urho Sharp. I know that uh, Charles has written quite a bit on Urho Sharp, specifically around exploring the APIs of this wonderful 3D framework with Xamarin Workbooks. Uh, so Charles Petzl is going to be given a webinar. Uh, what date is that on? Do we have the date there? September 21st. Yes, there's a big register button. September 21st, so plenty of time. Um, and Charles is a delight to listen to and definitely register for that. It's presented by Xamarin University. And yeah, if you're interested in just integrating 3D models or 2D stuff into your game or see where kind of Urho Sharp itself has is, is, uh, evolved into, um, definitely uh, give that a subscribe um, and register for the webinar. And Pierce, just like that, the updates from the Xamarin community. That's it. That's all we got. Really kind of a short week. We got a lot of exciting updates coming this week. And to be honest with you, there's other just news in the development community that I thought that we would hint on. It's around some of our releases, yes, but also at the same time, Google and Apple have had some events recently and um, are about to have some events, Apple, next week, which is super cool. So the first thing, Android, Android O, it's official. It's out into the wild, um, which is rad. I don't have a phone anymore that supports it because my old phone died. (laughs) Yeah, Android Android O is in the wild. And uh, that's very exciting. Um, and uh, iOS 11, they, I mean, the previews are ramping up. I think we're on uh, on beta nine or ten now, so we're moving quite along with that. iOS 11 coming clo- coming soon. So both OSs, summer and fall, are always very busy because. Uh, and the new Android release is announced, the new iOS release is announced, and then uh, we bring support. And with Android O, we are bringing preview support for Android O in our new release, which is available today, uh, Visual Studio 15.4 Preview 2. Um, so like James said, if you hop over into um, the Visual Studio installer, 
if you already have the preview installed as part of that, so you have your stable and you have your preview, like James said, it's it's sandboxed. Then you can just click update. You'll get preview two. You'll have this Android o preview support you can play around with. Um, if you don't, then you can just Google Visual Studio preview. It's kind of confusing because it's a separate installer. You click it, you download it. It's going to add preview options to your main installer. And then you just install straight from there and you'll get you'll get this release, which is pretty exciting. Um, and then there's some other cool goodies in this release. Um, James, uh, in preview one, we we talked about on the podcast a couple weeks ago, Xamarin Live Player now in the box for Visual Studio. It's a checkbox away for all the stuff we discussed earlier but new in preview 2 in addition to the android oreo support is uh, a few other neat little enhancements um, so we now are shipping uh, api 25 um, as part of the xamarin workload so that's exciting before i think it was api 23 and we were also sh- shipping like a ridiculous amount of emulator images like four and so people would always like go into the xamarin workload and they'd be like wow like there's <laughs> This is like 30 gigs. Like, what's the deal? What um, do I pick? Yeah, why do I have yeah, all this? Why do I need all these images? And it's very confusing. And there's all these different types. And what do I do? And so now we just ship a single um, x86 emulator image uh, for the latest uh, Android API 25, which is pretty exciting. Um, and we also updated all of our templates. So if you do like file new Xamarin forms before you had, you know, the 23.3.0 Android support libraries. So you had literally support libraries that were like two years old. And recently Xamarin Forms took away that cap. And so now in the latest and greatest uh, for Visual Studio, we have actually updated the templates to be the latest as well. So that's very exciting. So out of the box, you're gonna get, we're trying to set you up for success right out of the box. You don't have to go install anything else and that sort of thing. And as part of reducing the amount of images that we install and cutting down on some other areas. Xamarin Workload actually has gone on a diet in this release, James. It went on a diet and it has reduced 47% in size. Whoa, that's crazy. It, that's it's very awesome. crazy. So it's it's only about 15 gigs now, which is very exciting. And we're working on getting that even smaller. Um, but from an install experience, we want the install to be smart and small. Um, and we're getting there um, with this release, which cuts off nearly half of the previous size. So that's very exciting. And if Android O was enough for you, I hope that some of this other stuff is enough for you to hop over into um, 15.4 Alpha 2 or Preview 2. Yeah, it's pretty crazy just to think about all this new stuff that's coming out. It's an exciting time, but also a scary time because everything's about to change. So kind of, you know, it's nice to have these in preview yeah. things. So like getting ready for the new, new releases, like what's going to go and what's going to change. And I know that a lot of people, when they get started, they're like, oh, I just want to download and install everything. Like if, if you're in production currently, maybe don't try to install, you know, every new S. SDK and everything like that and try out all the new APIs, like just ship what you need, um, but kind of get ready, I guess, you know, that's why I like to have multiple machines or VM images to try out the new, 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 new hotness when this is such a not only Xamarin change, but a change for iOS and Android and really for iOS, you know, we've had iOS 11 previews for quite some time. And we blogged about this, Miguel did to talk about the new features in iOS 11 and our samples and new documentation, but also that you can easily grab the iOS 11 previews. Um, if you haven't already. So if you want to try to get ready for day one iOS 11 support, you know, be there. And Apple is having a, um, what's that thing that you do when you bring a bunch of people and you announce a bunch keynote. of stuff? You're having a, key, a keynote press conference on the 12th of September. And, you know, this is their fall, essentially end of summer, fall, if you will, um, keynote the conference where we're assuming they're going to announce new iPhones, iPhone 10, 11. What is, I don't even know what nine, eight X. I don't know, whatever it is. Uh, Pierce is going to buy it. Yeah. I'm just going to buy it. Uh, and Time for the upgrade. 
And, and you, yeah, and usually what happens is, while this is usually focused around the iPhone, what happens under the hood at Apple is that they actually release new versions of Xcode, they release um, versions of iOS 11, so developers can start uploading their stuff. So kind of if, you, if you're if you needing to add some new iOS 11 features, then you may want to take a look at these previews so you can get ready for next week. If it happens, who knows what Apple's going to do? You never know, right? You know, it's, it hasn't happened yet, so I can't stake my claim to say that's going to happen or not. But definitely give it a look, which is super cool. And um, and if you're if you're using normal Xamarin today, all your apps are going to continue to work with iOS 11. I've tested all mine; everything's running great on my on my iPad Pro. So everything's been really really solid, I would say, um, in general. The, you know, the previews, like developer previews of iOS 11, are always ups and downs because like some stuff is broken. You're like, is it the app? Is it the OS? Like, I don't know. You know. So it's kind of um, interesting. It's again, it's closer to closer to the fall. And the last thing Pierce to talk about is. Our forums, I don't know if you've ever perused our forums at forums.xamarin.com. They, there's a, a two new areas that I'll talk about here. One is under general, I've created and worked to create a Xamarin blog one where you can actually see all of the blog releases um, in order and you can comment on them. So kind of like a commenting system for the actual blog, which is really cool, um, which I like. Um, and then additionally, Xamarin Forms has a brand new sub forum called Xamarin Forms Releases. And inside there, they even talk about the new release, which is 2.4.0 pre-release, which is actually an extension to 2.3.5. It's just there's so many features that it actually, you know, Simver, like literally is a you know, actual release, um, bigger release than just bug fixes. Um, and there's a lot of stuff in that puppy too. There's 150 bug fixes, support for .NET. It's a .NET, it says .NET standard 2.0 support, but what they actually mean is that it supports .NET standard <laughs> itself. So it, it's targeting .NET standard, which means you can still install it in PCLs, but you can also install it easily inside of .NET standard libraries. Some new uh, APIs, uh, fast renders, and the Mac OS preview inside of the box. So definitely give that a look. And Pierce, you know what time it is. It's that time for package and or tool of the podcast. So what do you got for us, Pierce? So this week I have a, a neat little tool from Infragistics called Xamarin App Map. And so what's the problem when you're creating an app? Well, a lot of times you there's so much like boilerplate code that you have to write, right? Like I have to basically scaffold out my whole app before I even really get started. I have to add view models. I have to do a whole bunch of stuff. There's a whole bunch of just wiring up I have to do often out of the box. And we try and do some of that for you in the project templates. But sometimes, I mean, if you need something and it's not something that everyone needs, then the project templates are going to offer. So Xamarin App Map from Infragistics, um, which you can go and we'll, we'll put in the show notes, is really cool. So basically what happens is you, you'll have an App Map project template in File New. You click on that puppy and you'll just say, okay, what platforms do I want to support? Uh, you can even do things like say, okay, what DI framework am I going to use and that sort of thing. And then you can actually go and you can build out how your application is going to look um, from a nav standpoint. So you can say, okay, well, we're going to have a login page and that's going to take you depending on if you do this or this to a sign up page or to a login page. And then we're going to take you to the main part of the nav and you can kind of just drag and drop this stuff on and connect the different views. And it's actually when you actually go through and do this, it's going to go ahead and create all these pages behind the scenes for you, which is really, really nice. Um, and so you're going to get all that, you know, that boilerplate code that you have to write 
right, which was kind of a pain before, it's gonna go ahead and do for you. And one of the other cool things that it can do is it can actually go ahead and, I'm all about the prisms, James. It's one of my favorite MVVM frameworks, all about it. And it'll actually set up and wire up the prism for you as well, um, Prism, the prism library. So it'll set up the navigation service. It'll do all that for you automatically. And this is before you even drop down into code. Um, so instead of you know wasting an hour setting up all of the boilerplate code for your new for your new app that you're working on, you can just click around, boom, done. Got my view models, got my prism, got my pages. I'm all set up. And it's just a few clicks. Yeah, it's pretty it's cool. It's a really, really cool tool. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty cool. And I think it's just included in their normal Infragistics bundle and things like that. And I think there's a free trial, so you can even give it a go, which is pretty, pretty cool. I definitely want to give it a, a try. I just reached out to Brian Lagunas. And it is a little opinionated, I will say, obviously with Prism and having DI and things like that. So I'm all about unopinionated frameworks, but um, which is no framework, by the way. <laughs> but uh, it's okay. I will say I am opinionated in my pick of the week because there's a few things I did actually. A busy man. Um, I'm a busy man. I, I have spent months, literally months on this um, project um, of redoing my website. So I used to have a website called Mott's Codes, which is my development blog. And I owned other URLs, which were kind of like my CV and resume. And I wanted to get a little bit more professional. So I actually spent a lot of time and energy and effort working with uh, my friends that own a design firm to do a complete rebranding of me, basically, in a way of color palettes and fonts and spacing and logos and monikers and all this stuff. And at the same time, I wanted to completely reorganize and redo my complete website. So it wasn't just a blog, it's also a place where you can find everything about me, the things that I do, speaking, podcasts, apps that I've created and easily search. And I moved my entire blog from Tumblr, which is a you know not really great blogging platform uh, for doing development stuff over to Ghost, uh, which I was a longtime Kickstarter of. So one of my actual picks is just my website, montamagno.com, which is pretty easy because it's my last name and you can just find me. And it's no longer a um, Spanish website with Mott's codes, with it, which was had a .es at the end, so now it's just montamagno.com. All the other links are all redirected. Everything's via the Cloudflares, which is pretty great. And my actual pick is something that I blogged about today, or yesterday, last night, I guess, which is my version 4.0 of my connectivity plugin. And my connectivity plugin is my second most popular plugin, which allows you to check connectivity. Am I connected to the internet? Am I not connected to the internet? And this package, I mean, is installed a bajillion times. I mean, my my highest install count for a single version is like almost 200,000. The entire package as a whole has nearly 600,000 installs right now, which is pretty crazy. 600 downloads a day, which is pretty awesome. And this thing lets you also subscribe to events that are going on with connectivity changes. And also, um, it had these other features that I blogged about and we'll put a link to this, the blog post that I wrote that goes into details. But essentially there was a way to check if a, a host, like an IP on your network or a remote host or just a website URL like, was up. Like, so I could check if montamagno.com was up or I could check if localhost or, you know, 127001, right, was up and running um, on a specific port. I could also do remote pinging. So like is montamagno.com slash monkeys.json available? Like, can I ping that? And like, does that return success essentially with, um, with different things. So I rewrote all of that logic with Frank and I standardized the API and for iOS and Mac and 
tvOS coming soon, I worked with our components team to create a binding around um, simple ping, which essentially is the official protocol from Apple to do IP and hostname pinging. So there's like so many enhancements and I've standardized a lot of other workloads here to hopefully streamline and really make this a great package for developers. And the 4.0 beta pre-release is available today. Um, and uh, you should go grab it. We'll link it obviously in that blog post. And I've been, I use this in every single app that I've ever created, including like the live player. I can check if you're on Wi-Fi, I can check if you have internet, things like that. So it's great. So give it, give it a, give it a shot. Yeah, I don't know if it's possible to, <laughs> At least for me, if any app where I'm hitting any web service, I'm using the connectivity plugin because it's amazing. It's like a couple lines of code. Boom. Con connectivity is tested. You're all good. And uh, yeah, I, I can't write any app now because every app I write is hitting some sort of web service. So uh, every app that I write uses the connectivity plugin and it's awesome to see all these changes. Um, and of course, if I know that Frank's eyes have passed upon the source, then I know it is golden and uh, it's going to be amazing. So yeah, um, I guess this has been another Xamarin podcast. James. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you can find us everywhere on the internet uh, at Xamarin Podcast, I think is the Twitter. XamarinPodcast.com is the URL of the podcast. And of course, you can read the blog at blog.xamarin.com to stay up to date with all of the latest and greatest. And of course, follow me at James Montemagno, Pierce at Pierce Bogan on Twitter. And until next time, this has been another edition of the luxurious, spectacular, amazing Xamarin Podcast. <laughs>